Resorts, homes and a newly built hospital have been washed away. No electricity, nothing whatsoever. We need to be prepared for the future. I'm just holding on for dear life here. This isn't fun. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? And make sure everyone's safety comes first. Save what for dream. You must ready. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. Eventually, I know it's going to hit. It's only a matter of time. Helping your community. Helping your family. Helping you. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Hi, I'm Fred Hooper, and this is Pacific Prepared. It's a show all about natural disasters, climate change, and traditional knowledge, and how those things are all connected. And you'll hear that through stories from right across the Pacific. Each week we work with local reporters. They're on the ground, letting us know what's happening in this space and what people want to hear about. On today's show, we take a look back at some stories from earlier in 2023, like the story of a hut in Vanuatu that saved lives during two cyclones, and maybe many more lives before that. Also, a happy journey for some Tongan residents, finally finding a new home after the volcanic eruption and tsunami, and the challenge that one Fijian village faced after flooding impacted their community, and that difficult choice of to go or to stay. That's all coming up. This is Pacific Prepared. We need to be prepared for the future. Helping you stay safe. We have built a seawall two times, but it did no good. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Earlier in 2023, you might remember that Vanuatu faced two cyclones in the space of two weeks. Tropical cyclones Kevin and Judy and they both caused significant damage. We'll take a look back at a locally built home that helped to house people during these cyclones. But the story of this hut goes back even further than 2023. Pacific Prepared reporter and freelance journalist Florence Fanua gave us this story. A total of 32 people were saved during Cyclones Chuti and Kevin in a grass house at the Lamnatu area on Tana Island, south of Vanuatu. The grass hut, which is revered to on the island as Nima Leten, or Aus Tana, was built in 2011 using local materials found in the bush. Lesbeth Yaris, whose family owns the house, says during Cyclone Pam in 2015, the same house saved 80 lives. Built from just local materials such as wild cane and coconut leaves for roofing, a unique wild rope found only on the island, and powerful Namariu hardwood trees for the house pillars, Lesbeth Yaris says when Cyclone Chuti and Kevin struck, the residence was able to save 32 individuals. The Tana house, the locally built house, was able to save 32 people inside the house when Cyclone Judy came. 
Les Petri felt that the grass house was built in 2011. The house was built in 2011. Since 2011, we have not changed the house post. The house post was still standing today with the ropes she observed. Despite the fact that we had just twice changed the leaves on the roof. Lespet gave a description of the home and revealed what supplies were utilized to construct it. We use strong bush ropes that are frequently used in Tana for binding buildings together. The rope is like a cyclone strap for us in Tana. The house pillar was built out of the nanariu trunks. We utilize coconut leaves and wild cane leaves for the roof, and the leaves were secured to the home using strong bush ropes rather than nails. The house is constructed of uh, natural materials in the Tana bush without the use of nails or iron roofs. Thank you. Lesbeth says although there are other residents of the neighborhood with similar homes, they are a little bit smaller than the grass house her family resides in. The villagers then began to construct similar homes after realizing that the housing could resist cyclones and save many lives. The safety of the populace during a cyclone, according to Ms. Yaris, requires that residents in Tana build grass houses in addition to their concrete homes. Even if you can construct a concrete permanent building, you must absolutely have a Tana home on the side of your permanent building for protection in that house. The Tana house, according to Lesbeth, is inexpensive, won't cost you any money, and you can simply go to the bush and get the materials. Lesbeth says flooding in Tana has been worsened by cyclones Judy and Kevin than by cyclone Pam in 2015. Lesbeth also benefited from the CELDA kits that CARE International in Vanuatu delivered with support from the Start Network and the Australian government during this cyclone Judy and Kevin response phase. In order to help the communities in Vanuatu South recover better after cyclones, Care International in Vanuatu has been working in Tana, Futuna, Aniwa and Anaijom Islands in southern Vanuatu, training people on how to build strong and safe houses for disasters. Care International in Vanuatu's Bureau of Humanitarian Assistance Project, team leader Mari Toto, who is stationed on Tana Island in Vanuatu, says her team has been traveling to these islands to spread the Vanuatu Shelter Cluster's important ideas on how to construct strong dwellings. So one little key message I want to share four key messages. So one is a safe place before you make a house for you, you must find a The most important instructions are to find a safe location before starting construction, to evaluate the risk before building 
and to ensure that your foundation is at least one meter deep. Make sure your home is well connected and brace the structure, she advised. According to Mari, constructing these homes doesn't cost the locals a lot of money. Emi simple, suppose we you you no got money, or kime say, suppose you no got money, but you have a building one big fella house, you have a you sum no around you want them resources. It's easy if you don't have the money, but when you apply the key messages to build your house using the resources you have, these may ensure that your house can resist any storm and that. It is situated in a safe area when disasters occur. We think the messages are quite strong, and they also help to spread the traditional wisdom of our ancestors from the time when our grandparents were alive till the present. Many young people today have forgotten about our traditional methods of home construction, but the most important lessons have been added to help us build together and be resilient to future disasters, she said. Care International in Vanuatu's Bureau of Humanitarian Assistance Project Team Leader Mari Toto speaking there. Thanks to Pacific Prepared reporter and freelance journalist Florence Fanua for that story from earlier in 2023. Disaster is part of our life, and recovering is also part of our life. As you see, they're smiling despite the devastation. That's how we are. You are listening to Pacific Prepare. Let's go to Tonga now, and a nice story from the start of 2023. This group of Tongans are pretty happy right now. They're on board a military-style boat, headed for Awa Island, a place they can now call home. These people are former residents of Mungo Island, and they haven't been able to live there since the January 15 volcanic eruption and tsunami. Tipiloma is one of the residents who's relocating to Awa Island, and you can tell she's looking forward to it. Firstly, I would like to thank the God Almighty for his protection, especially during this time as we are relocating to our new home. Today I am here with my children and grandchildren, excited to be here at our new home. This was indeed a dream and has become a reality only with God's grace. We were warmly welcomed here and we have opened our new homes and we feel safe with our loved ones. We're happy with the government's timely assistance so we can enjoy our new homes. We're looking forward to the new year, 2023. 
At a new place, we look at the agricultural sector for income and putting our children at school, as this is a new area. But days have gone by, and we are getting more familiar with our new home and the environment, the place, and the people. The new lifestyle is different, as we are used to living on a small island where we mostly get stuff such as the pandanus for free. Now we have to consider generating an income such as weaving using the pandanus from our island. We got here and we were warmly welcomed and we were told that we are their addition to the population and I'm filled with joy knowing that we are one people on a new island. Waking up in a new home and a new area is beautiful and the weather. I'm just grateful for God's great love that we are able to witness it here today. We have beautiful homes and we are thankful to Her Majesty for fully furnishing our new homes as I mentioned. Today we wake up and thank the Lord for all that He has provided for us. We are now just at temporary shelters while the government completes building our permanent homes and during this time we are happy and safe at where we are now. That story from earlier in 2023, and thanks to the Tongan Broadcasting Commission for their assistance with that story. What's your plan? Are you ready to leave your home? Plan now before disaster strikes. Pacific prepared. We'll go across to Fiji now and the northern island of Vanua Levu, to be more specific, and a story from earlier in 2023. We're sitting on the floor of a family home. It's kind of smoky inside because someone's cooking on an open fire right near us, and we're only separated by a piece of corrugated iron. The flooring is a finely woven grass mat. The room isn't huge, there's six of us inside, and we're all sitting down. Uh, so, <laughs> this is our uh, house for one and a half years now after tropical cyclone and the flooding uh, in 2020. Yeah. And this particular uh, spot, is this where you have dinner or is this where you guys sleep or what happens in here and in the tent and that kind of those kind of areas? Mm-hmm. So they usually eat here, have their meals here, and for they will sleep inside the tent. But uh, for the past few months, uh, uh, there, there were some uh, issues with the tent. Uh... There's a tent outside the house. It's blue and dome-shaped. And that's where this family has been sleeping ever since Cyclone Yaza in late 2020. Their village is called Donaire. It's in Vanualevu in Fiji. When we visited the village in 2022, the residents were more than happy to speak to us, and I got the feeling they just wanted someone to hear their story, what it was like for them. In this story, you'll also hear from Josina Nunga and Eleanor Taronoviu from the Fijian Broadcasting Corporation. 
His name is Prusiati. Senivebunga. New village headman for Vonga. Can you remember the day that the village flooded here? Do you remember what you were doing? He's saying that moments after the 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 natural hazard or the the incident uh, that yeah uh, they were shocked they were traumatized yeah? they did not know what to do uh, after seeing the the havoc created by tropical cyclone Nayasa and uh, the flooding that uh, followed they prepared themselves well uh, they were already evacuated. Uh, before the the incident happened, mm. when uh, majority of the houses in the village were washed mm. off. Okay, how were you prepared for something like that to happen? Did you think that it could happen on such a, a big scale, take so many homes from your village? Mm. If the situation gets worse, uh, they will relocate to another site. Uh, yeah. They're planning to relocate. Uh, they have a plan to relocate. Eh? Yeah. yeah. If the uh, situation as such could be bigger in the near future. Um, what was the the first thing that you did with the community after the flooding happened? Like, how did you kind of start to get things um, back to normal again after that? Um, it took months for them to to rehabilitate, eh? uh, particularly uh, conducting uh, uh, cleaning up the the area, uh, the debris or the the mess created by from the flooding, and uh, they managed to communicate with relevant authorities eh? uh, and. Uh, Assistance came. Yeah. Fifty-two years old. Uh, four children and uh, ten grand. Eight children and ten grandchildren. What do you remember about the day that, uh, that your village flooded here? So on uh, the day of uh, the when tropical uh, cyclone Yasa made uh, landfall in the northern division, around midday, uh, the village headman, Oturani Koro, uh, started giving out uh, alert to the villages uh, on the... The oncoming tropical, uh, uh, probably uh, strong winds, and uh, but the villagers were not aware about the, not aware of the the flooding. So at uh, five o'clock in the afternoon, then they started to feel the the brunt of uh, uh, Tisiasa, and that's when they started uh, evacuating. They initially came here from their homes, they came here, and then it didn't stop. The rain kept coming and the wind, so they moved to the church. When they went to the church, they were all there, they were given, they were all instructed to go further up.
to higher ground. So if when they left here to go to the church, the water was already halfway. Standing when they yeah, stood, yeah. it was already halfway. It was, uh, it was so already flooded. So it all happened very quickly then. Yeah. Yeah. So when they came out of the church to go further up, everything was flooded this side. Yeah. What did you do then next? Um, I, I guess <laughs> were, you, were you concerned about your home being lost or your possessions or what were you thinking at that time when that was happening to you? So it was uh, hard for them to to fully accept the fact that uh, all the belongings, uh, all the, the 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 materials that they normally rely on, bank on, on a daily for their daily living, all been ruined, washed washed off. The only thing that uh, was left with them was the clothes that uh, they were wearing at that uh, point in time. Mm. And so, and what was the uh, the recovery process like for you and your your family and your community? Um, was that was that challenging for you? So Fred, uh, their resilience, what kept them going? They after the flooding, they went to collect all the the pieces of uh, iron and uh, to at least uh, build a makeshift to for for shelter. And uh, they make do with whatever resources they have at that time to to sustain them until uh, extra assistance or the support uh, rehabilitation efforts uh, rendered by government uh, came in. So at the moment they will just have to live with whatever the what's uh, currently on uh, on top of them right now, uh, and and uh, as you've uh, heard about the relocation plans, uh, they're just waiting for government uh, and relevant authorities to come in and uh, probably assist with uh, the building of uh, new homes at the new site. Yeah, but uh, for for them to to build a new house, yeah? it'll, it'll probably take time and it'll be a big uh, task for them, considering the cost, the distance. Mm. Makelesi Mbutulobo, 79 years old. She's originally from Vongea. Uh, can you tell me about what, what your experience was the day that the village flooded here? So when uh, when the alert was issued, they were the first uh, lot of people, like they were prioritised. They were evacuated at the evacuation center. Mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. So they were having a morning devotion at around 4 a.m. 
and uh, she received the news about the, the flooding. Uh, a good number of houses uh, in the village have been uh, have completely washed off, yeah? washed away, or some uh, partially damaged. She was devastated when uh, she learned about uh, the extent of damage, uh, her house and belongings all been washed away. And uh, she said uh, the, the flooding experienced during tropical cyclone Nyasa in 2020 was uh, more worse than uh, one natural hazard they encountered uh, probably in the when uh, in the yeah in the 1980s yeah so the one they experienced in 2020 was was worse yeah you've obviously lived in this village for a long time are there things that you have your traditional knowledge of that give you an indication of when um, a disaster might be about to happen and did you see any of that before this cyclone came? Uh, there were no traditional uh, indications eh? or signs to show that uh, a tropical cyclone or any natural hazard is approaching uh, like they used to do before. Hmm? But uh, they, re- they receive information or the tropical cyclone warning uh, over the radio. Yeah. So that's w- but uh, for flooding, to that extent, they did not expect it. Yeah. The headman of the village told us that relocation is pretty much the only way forward. They can't risk losing everything again. <laughs> They, they welcome the, the, the plan eh? to relocate if the situation uh, is going to get worse in the future, uh, considering, the fa- considering the magnitude, the extent of damage eh? uh, following the, the flooding uh, during tropical cyclone mm. yeah. And... Uh, their livelihood yeah, was taken away, all ruined. Yeah. Yeah. The the new village that's being built uh, not far from here, are you, are you, how many of your community members are going to be moving to this new village once it's uh, built for you? So about uh, half a kilometre from uh, the current site, and uh, 40 households 40 households have been uh, earmarked to be relocated. Thanks to the Fijian Broadcasting Corporation for their assistance with that story. People's lives have been affected by a disaster. Know what to do. Know what to do. Know what to do. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. All the signs are coming, so we have to prepare. Be prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared is supported with funding from the Australian Government's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. 
Any views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the Australian Government. It's produced and distributed in partnership with Radio Australia and networks across the Pacific including Radio New Zealand Pacific, National Broadcasting Corporation of Papua New Guinea, Palau Wave Radio, Fijian Broadcasting Corporation, Samoa National Radio 2AP, Solomon Islands Broadcasting Corporation and Tonga Broadcasting Commission. Part of the aim of this program is to start conversations about natural disasters, climate change and how traditional knowledge links them all together. My name is Fred Hooper. Please share any information that you've learned today and stay safe. This has been Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared.